Okay, so one week later, after the first episode of the Cold Beer and Cool Movie podcast, we're back. And this week's movie was The, the Mum- Mummy. The Mummy. Almost got that in sync. We'll have to plan that again. You will. Next time, rehearsals. <laughs> All right, so, but uh, we actually just saw it today, just a couple hours ago, got home from seeing that. And you know, what uh, before we get into our, sh- our, our three things that we like the most about it, what uh, initial impressions or overall thoughts about it? Well, like before we even get there, okay, we have to review. To oh, that's right. Tonight's beer, yeah, uh, Ben Brewing Scarlet Imperial, Imperial Ale, quite good. Imperial Red, it's Imperial Red. Red. Sorry, um, hoppy, pretty good. Very good, good choice. You brought it home from a tap house around here. So we're both we're sharing this one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, highly recommended. And okay, here we go. All right, so initial impressions of. Uh, the Mummy. There was much to be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, not great. Okay. Um, I will say, well, I will say that uh, for me, because this is the first movie in what's supposed to be a another shared universe of movies, like you know, like Marvel and DC and all of that, because that's what everybody, all the movie studios are looking for now. Right but in the dark. The universe. Dark Universe, yes. If you Don't worry, you won't miss that in the opening credits. Then make sure you know that it is the Dark Universe. But it's supposed to be a shared universe of movies involving all the old universal monsters. Like, you know, uh, not just the mummy, but Dracula and Frankenstein's monster, the Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon. So I was looking forward to this in part because I do really love those old black and white monster movies. And so to have them all revived... Uh, in something like this was interesting to me. So I'm kind of rooting for it to succeed. That being said, this movie is, for me at best, okay. Yeah. Just okay. Your bodily and your responses, like that were physically manifesting themselves during the movie, told mm-hmm. me that this probably was not going to be your favorite. No, no, not so much. But we'll get to those things later. Um, but so okay, so um, you who wants to go first? Well, you went first last week, so I'll go first this week. Okay. Uh, I my first thing that I really liked, I really really enjoyed Sophia Batellas um, in this yeah in this movie. She does a fantastic job as the mummy. Um, I first saw her in one of my favorite movies, The Kingsman. Mm-hmm. And um, she was great in that. And she does not disappoint in this movie. She's fantastic. She oh, yeah. brings that right amount of danger and sultry and evil. And like, it was really good. I, I really liked her. The scenes where she is in are, are the best are, scenes. Are the best <laughs> scenes of the movie. Yeah. I would concur with that as well. She's great. Yeah, we've we've really liked her since she was a uh, knife-legged henchwoman from Kingsman. Yes. Did she even, her character even have a name in that movie? I don't even remember. Yes, it did, but I can't remember. Not was right it, now. Was it Knife Feet? No. Okay. I will say that uh, my first thing that I really liked in this movie, uh, again, and these are in no particular order, I will say Russell Crowe was yes. in this movie yes. as... Dr. Henry Jekyll, if you haven't uh, 
Was this a surprise to you? You didn't know that. I did. I did not. I had tried really hard not to watch or read or do anything, any spoilers about the movie in yeah. advance of the movie, just because I wanted to go and either enjoy it or not enjoy it on my own. So, yes, when he says his name is Henry Jekyll, I immediately start punching you in the arm like somehow you haven't heard it because that's pretty awesome. It is, and he is pretty awesome. He's one of the better, one of the highlights of it. He is really fun as Dr. Jekyll and, of course, Mr. Hyde. Um, and you get to see a little of both uh, in a movie that has a, a shitload of exposition. They don't, when they show you, when he be, lets you know that who he is, and they, they, it's one of the few times they kind of let the audience not be like handheld with, uh, you know, with, with, the plot. with the plot, or they like, you know, you know, everybody knows who Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is, and so they kind of just let you see, you know, they don't explain why he is the way he is, but you do, they just kind of show him injecting himself with this serum, and you see like this really scarred hand where he's obviously been injecting himself over and over and over for years, you know, and so you just get to see what his, what his, in part, what his life must be like, and what, you know, and, uh, and that was really cool, that was Really, really cool for them to do. I uh, wish they would have d- thought of more ways to do s- similar, similar things storytelling wise. Uh, he's really good, and then he does for a few minutes turn into Mister Hyde, and uh, and that's okay. I mean, his when he cha- his accent changes, and that's great. Like the right. accent change is perfect. What he chooses to do as Mister Hyde that way is fine. How they make him look once he turns into Mister Hyde is a little not that. It was a little disappointing. It but. was a little disappointing. And but I love great, all great. things Dr. Yes. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. This is one I of your the favorite musical. things. I love that story. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I love that, the BBC that, version, yeah. Jekyll. Like, I really, I love, I love the that particular story. Yeah. So I was really excited, at, you know, for that little surprise. Um, I, I, too, was a little, a little disappointed in how they manifested Hyde. But at the same time, it looked, it hinted at a really fun kind of play against each other. And it yeah. really made me look forward to the fact that they are supposed to be doing a Jekyll and Hyde movie yeah. with Russell Crowe. So that would be fun. Um, but, okay, so the second thing that I really enjoyed about this movie, I liked the teasers of the different monsters oh, yes. that were there. Yeah. You know, just so we have Jekyll and Hyde, which was awesome. And then as they're carrying um, Tom Cruise's character into his office space, they kind of walk by and there's all these jars of different um, animals, different creatures that just, they just give you the hint. You have just enough time to process as you see a webbed claw, scaly like limb and you go. Uh From a creature that may have come from a black lagoon potentially potentially there's yes. a skull that is um, uh, clearly with vampire teeth fan, yeah. um so there were just pieces oh. like that that were very interesting and fun mm. and kind of hinted at um more excitement so i liked yes. that i thought that was yes. good in case you couldn't hear it made the dog excited right now too except she can't hear us yes um so another my next favorite thing. I, that was also a really cool thing, um, especially with like the webbed hand because the creature from the Black Lagoon, I, 
of all those old black and white monster movies that might be my favorite um but my next favorite thing is like probably the uh not the opening action sequence but the first big one that takes Mm -hmm. place in modern day and just where you first see tom cruise and his buddy whose name i forget but the actor's name is jake johnson who is a really funny guy yeah that's right. Uh, he's on. A, I've never actually seen it, which is too bad. Uh, but yeah, what's the? I don't know the TV series with Zoe Deschanel, whatever that's called. He's in, and he's that's supposed. He's supposed to be really funny in that. But he's just a funny guy in general, and he's a, a lot of the funniest parts come from him. And right. the, and you know they're like trying to get into the city held by the bad some bad guys and see what sort of stuff they could steal. And next thing you know, they're running from bullets and. And jumping he's here and through. there. I hate you. I, I hate knew you. we were gonna die. Yeah, and so he's so it's a pretty well done shot action sequence, and then it's made all the better because he makes it funny. Right. So he's good. He's, he's very good. Uh, wish they would have thought of more stuff to do with him throughout the movie, but but yeah, that's probably one of the next best coolest thing for me was that part. Nice. Um, my number three. Uh, definitely were, I think, overall the action sequences that were there. So you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the beginning see, action sequence with um, uh, Jake Johnson and uh, Tom Cruise running through, you know, this small town in Iraq. And, you know, it's it was pretty fun, kind of lent itself to setting up a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the uh, scenes where Sofia Botella is just kicking ass and throwing people around and, yeah yeah you know. she she slaps tom cruise to the ground a number of times and those are very satisfying. Oddly, satisfying. <laughs> oddly satisfying um but even then uh, the 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 quick fight scene between um russell crowe's version of hyde and tom cruise like it just kind of sets it up to be pretty good yeah um also it's just you know, it's that fun kind of action sequence where a lot of crazy things are happening, and I enjoyed that. I thought they were they were well done, well planned. Yeah. And then my last thing that I really liked, and it's kind of an echo of your first one, is just uh, is Sophia Patella as the uh, titular mummy. Mm-hmm. But not just her, but also like the, the design, of the creature design of mm-hmm. what she turns into. Because you first see her, you just see her as a, like a woman in ancient Egypt, you know, and then eventually, you know, when she becomes this, you know, other creature, the design of it is really good too. But mm-hmm. it's like the makeup that they use or the, you know, and sometimes it's just clearly CGI right. uh, or motion capture. But it, either way, it's still really good. But a lot of it is because of just her, you know, she's right. very, she's slinking about, you know, very like sulturally as the mummy. And she's no, very don't roll your eyes. She's very you know expressive. It. Yeah. Um, but I also like that, you know, she's very much black and white in a world of color. So things yeah. around her might be oh. in color, but I'm her wondering. character is yeah. pretty much only in black and white. And I just, you know, it was really good. Yeah, she was really great. The best parts of the movie are clearly the parts, clearly with, the her. parts with her on, the, on screen. So. All right, so uh, now that we've gone through that, do you want to go over a couple of things that maybe weren't the best? That <laughs> that weren't the, the best. best. Well, let's see. Um, I think something that wasn't the best, clearly um, the overuse of the 
heavy-handed one-liners. They try too hard sometimes for jokes. They try too hard to try and force uh, a laugh or a romance or a situation. It just felt, you know, like here we are, you know, in the movie and Annabelle Wallace comes in and clearly she's, she's just there cause she's cute. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, she's talking about their, their one night stand and his 15 seconds of feeling, which has to come uh, back in the movie because of course his wounded pride has right. been, it was more must than, right. come back. It was more than 15 seconds. Um, you know, just things like that were, that were just so heavy handed later on when he's like, well, you know, I'm sorry, it's just not going to work out between us with, with the yeah, mummy, the, the one liner at the very, work. the one liner at the end of the action movie, which is always just so, so corny. Like it's yeah, just just stop with that. It's yeah, it's yeah. not that clever. And yeah, the the thing with like, um, so Annabelle Wallace, um, do you remember her character's name? Because I don't. Jan- Janet. Jenny. 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 Jennifer, Jenny. Jenny or Jennifer. As I were joking earlier, I referred to her as blonde British lady yes. as her character, which is no insult to the actress, who I'm sure is great because she's like uh, like the show Peaky Blinders, which Correct. we've never seen, but it's supposed to be really good British It's on my British list show. of shows to watch. And she's when I'm on it, and, and apparently her being in it is what got her into this movie because like you told me earlier, Tom Cruise apparently personally requested to get her to audition because he likes that show. Too bad he didn't personally request they write her some better lines dialogue yeah. to say but yeah it's unfortunate that uh that's because she that's what she was there for she was there to be pretty blonde girl who they you know that he runs around with and they force some romance creepy romance, creepy romance because she's maybe she, 30 or maybe early 30s but tom cruise is in his 60s now i don't care how good he looks everybody knows <laughs> it's yeah. weird that's just creepy and then you know clearly she was there to like be the only person who saw the good in him when they have that scene and she's like oh well i know deep down i you know even though you're a scoundrel oh, that was the... i like you and i know you've got good in you and that's yeah. supposed to be like the pivotal moment of the movie and you just Not, don't buy it no well that when you mentioned earlier that you were talking about my being able to notice my physical reactions to certain parts of the movie that was one of them where they had this really forced scene where it's just the two of them talking and she says, you know, like, against my better judgment, you know, I care for you. And you're just like, oh, my. Because there's no, there's there's really no chemistry between them at, at all. all. And I mean, the best part of that scene is where she said, where he's like, well, how do you know? And she's like, you gave me the only uh, parachute, which is stupid. Because what kind of plane only has one parachute? You can see that there are but more then, parachutes. But the- then his response is. They saved I it. I thought there were more. more. You know, like at that was least... actually. I actually liked that. That was, that was that line, kind of funny. Yeah, that so, was one of the better ones. It's the only thing that made that scene worth it, even a little bit, because yeah. otherwise it was kind of throw up. <laughs> it was. Yeah, there was a lot of that. A lot of forced, just forced things. It's like, uh, like they thought when they were maybe writing this movie. You know what? We're, we're, our mummy is gonna be a woman. That's pretty clever. We don't have to worry about thinking up anything else original <laughs> we've clearly made there's a bar we have cleared clearance female mummy everything else by the numbers which is unfortunate 
was they had some good people in this. I mean, Jake Johnson, you know, would have been. So Jake Johnson, uh, spoiler alert, as with everything in this podcast, spoiler alert, he dies. And they kind of steal an idea from an American werewolf in London, if you've seen that, where the guy who's the werewolf in that movie, like people he kills come back as like ghosts or polter, whatever you want to call it, poltergeist or whatever, that follow him around the rest of the movie. And that's what happens with Jake Johnson. He follows Tom Cruise. Well, doesn't follow. He pops up here and there throughout the movie as kind of a ghost. And some of the times he shows up, he's funny. And some of the times he's just there to... Move the plot, plot along. along. I in would, a non-meaningful way. Yeah. If the, I wish they would have just been like... If that would have been... Uh, I don't know for whatever reason you come up with if you got if you didn't really have to kill him but that they did you know have him just be there as a ghost Tom Cruise can see all the time and have him I mean just have him ad lib right <laughs> I mean it would have been it had him okay Tom here are your lines Jake be funny go right you know and that probably would have worked uh, would have come up with something more interesting than what a lot of the stuff was. Right, I agree. Because in between the action sequences and the special effects stuff, when there's just, you know, the characters are just talking to each other, it's, it, it's not great. Correct. Um, I also felt Courtney B. Vance was yeah, wasted as a character. He's, He's a very actor. talented. He's a great actor. I just did not feel that he was utilized well in no. this movie at all. No. So I was disappointing. Uh, he probably was cast so they could have another name that you most people would maybe recognize. I mean, they didn't. If that's all they were going to do with that character, why why pay him whatever salary he commands? You could have gotten someone else. But, but anyway. Anything else that you would? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's not. It's okay. It's a very okay. It's a... So it is. It is getting destroyed, like critically. Like uh, Rotten Tomatoes, its Rotten Tomato score is not good. I don't think it's deserving of the kicking it's getting necessarily. Um, and when before we went and saw this, when I saw what its Rotten Tomato score was, I also saw some. I saw online uh, someone posted what the Rotten Tomato score for the the Mummy. Uh, that came out I think it was in 99 when it came out with Brendan Fraser that movie excellent movie I love that movie and it's Rotten Tomato score is not great either so I was kind of hoping that maybe it's uh, maybe it's not maybe it's going to be a situation like that you know maybe it won't be as bad as what what is being written but no it uh, The Mummy with Brendan Fraser uh, better and actually I think an actor more like Brendan Fraser as opposed to Tom Cruise would have made this movie more fun or interesting to to watch. I think it's because the movie couldn't decide what it was. That's was true. it more of an action comedy or was it more horror action? Yeah. And I think because it couldn't make up its mind, it didn't work. Yeah. Brendan Fraser um, in The Mummy, like they are going all out for campy yep. and comedic and fun. I mean, they there is nothing in that movie that didn't clearly say this movie is just for you to have fun and yeah. watch. Yeah. Whereas, um, the, you know, t- this 2017 version was, it couldn't decide. Was it an homage to the original horror? Or was it kind of campy comedy? Yeah. And because it couldn't make up its mind, it didn't work. Either way. Like one of the scenes where uh, 
like all the mummies have like Tom Cruise like held down on in this on this like table in a church and it looks like they're about to like sacrifice him and then all the mummies turn and a uh, British blonde lady's right there remember that yeah. is that is that is that was funny that was really that good was they really all do good. it in sync in sync it is pretty it is pretty funny and her response is really well it, yeah i mean more stuff like I, they probably should have gone more that way but probably because you know they're making this big universe of movies and they've paid tom cruise all that money they're like well we can't make it too silly it's probably what they were thinking i don't know i like i mentioned before i think i mean i like i like tom cruise he's and he makes mostly good movies he's made a lot of really good movies but i think someone else in this role would have made this better i think like, like i mentioned before like nathan fillion in this movie instead of tom cruise in this movie is way way more fun right and as i mentioned earlier everything is better with nathan fillion in it incorrect but i mean minority report with nathan fillion instead of tom cruise is not better i disagree okay but that's there's wrong incorrect Incorrect. (laughs) dustin likes to make up like alternate facts where he's right Mm -hmm. um but yes anyway anyway you brought up nathan fillion i did because he would be better in this but not everything that's that's ridiculous. Still disagree. You don't disagree. You're lying to me, right? Don't no lying on the podcast. You are lying on the podcast right now. So, anything else other than this movie's sort of okay? Sylvia eh, Patella is it's great. It's a solid okay. A solid. It's not it's great, okay. but it's yeah. a solid okay. Yeah. See it for Sophia Patella, even though she's not Egyptian, Algerian. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's going to be it for this week. Again, uh, this week's beer was uh, Ben Brewing's Imperial Imperial Scarlet Red. Very good. I suggest you drink it as you're watching this movie. It'll make it better. And then next week, uh, we're thinking we might... We've already seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but we both wouldn't mind seeing it again. So we're thinking we might find a time to go watch it again, and then next week we'll be about that. That sound good to you? Sounds great. All right. Well, that is it for the mummy. And oh, one other thing I wanted to say is that you know since it's supposed to be the first film of this shared universe of movies, and it's not doing great. Wonder Woman, it's gonna kill it, uh, box office wise. As it should. uh, (laughs) In its second week of release. So it's getting killed critically. It's not going to make a ton of money this weekend. It'll be interesting to see if this shared universe actually continues and how it's going to continue or if they're just going to be like, ouch, we wanted this. Or Universal Studios is going to be like, yeah, we probably, or if they're just going to kill this and save their and save some money. Yeah. It'll, uh, I hope we'll not because I want to see like a new creature from the Black Lagoon and Javier Bardem as the Frankenstein's monster. Anyway. And more Jekyll and Hyde. More Jekyll and Hyde, for sure. And, uh, and yeah, oh, and you know, Sylvia Patel, the corpse of the mummy is still around. They specifically show them keeping her locked up somewhere. They could bring her back for something else, which hopefully they do. So, anyway. Anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. Well, that'll be it for episode two. Again, like last week, if you have any like comments or questions or want to say 
what you thought about our podcast, you can email us at ddkpodcasting at gmail.com. That is a real email address that exists that someone could write to you if they really wanted to. Uh, and, but until then, uh, other than that, we will see you next week when we're going to go over Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And a new beer. And a new beer. Every week, new beer. <laughs> All right. Have thanks a good for, week. And thanks, thank you for doing, with, for this, doing this with me, sweetie. I appreciate it. All right. All right. See you later.